Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are live from T-Mobile Arena. We're going three hours every day for as long as the Oilers roll in the playoffs. Game five tonight, Edmonton and Vegas. Third hour of the show brought to you by Roll of Spas. And we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and uh, hook up with Daily Faceoffs Frank Saravalli for Horse Racing Alberta. A reminder, live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino every Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Hello, Frank. How are you doing? Pretty good, Bob. How are you? Uh, good. Not surprisingly, you probably know, uh, we go to the mouth of the lion on days like this. The number one story out there, the uh, matching one-game suspensions for both Alex Petrangelo and for Darnell Nurse. The floor is yours. Your thoughts. Oh, where to start? First off, I think part of the reason that uh, we're in this situation, so let's just boil down the first part, is that the call on the ice was the instigator. Referees and officials know what that carries, especially in the last five minutes of the game. And in doing my homework, um, I understand that this was a pretty cut and dry suspension to uphold the instigator. I don't agree with it, particularly since Nick Haig apparently asked for the fight off the faceoff. But I think the response from the league would have been, well, then, if that was the case, then you should have fought then, as opposed to traveling 20 feet to then begin one. I think this entire situation and the matching two game, the matching suspensions of one game each is a terrible look for the NHL. To think that you can take a tomahawk slash on the best player in the playoffs in the waning minutes of a game that's out of hand and it only costs you one game and then to equate that and make that equal to the one game that Darnell Nurse gets is absolutely ridiculous and the league has totally lost the plot. Now, let me just preface it with this as well. I've been one of the Department of Player Safety's biggest defenders over the years. I think next to the schedule maker in Steve Hatsipatros, George Paros and his group have one of the toughest jobs in the league. It's a thankless job. No one likes you. But six years in now, I think it's time for change because you've arrived at this moment and those two things are not equal. Having a fight with a willing combatant and tomahawking the best player in the playoffs with a slash from above your head, I called it the sore loser slash because that's what it looked like. It looked like someone rage quitting a video game. And to say that those things are equal with one game, the response from the league when I say that will have been, well, they're not. These are two separate incidents, and that's where you lose me. 
because these are not two separate incidents. Does Darnell Nurse blow his stack? Do the Oilers explode if that didn't just happen to Leon Dreisaitl? I'm sorry, but I, I don't think that that's the case. And I definitely don't think that he gets the instigator penalty if that slash doesn't happen. So to say that those two things are equal, I'm sorry. It can't be the case. Yeah, uh, you know, again, uh, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I I would be more critical, Frank, if I was back to the days of total sports. I'd really give it to the league. Instead, i got to sit there and be mollycoddled because, oh, these guys sit there and watch the bloody intermissions to see what the broadcasters are talking about before we go, oh, I didn't like that, that you maybe suggested. that you Like, it's un- there, there's a lack of accountability from the league on some of this stuff. You know, it's almost impossible to get Stephen Wacom or George Perils to do a show. I, I look at the instigator, and I'll give Jason, Jason Greger took the time to dig up the... There were two instigators called the final five minutes of the game that were both rescinded during the regular season. One was Max Domi coming to the defense of Patrick Kane and going after a guy who's never been in an NHL fight. Tyson Jost, ironically, from the Edmonton region. And Jost just went in a defensive posture, and they rescinded the fighting major between two guys fighting, one guy who had no interest in fighting Domi whatsoever. He basically turtled in a defensive position in that situation. The other one involved uh, Luke Lendenning with Jacob McDonald. McDonald can handle himself through a big hit. Now, both of those situations, there was an incident that preceded the response of the players that were the aggressors on the ice, the instigators. And in both situations, they were rescinded. So what I don't get is why in the hell didn't the league rescind a fight between two consenting adults, two guys that were willing to engage, that had been chirping and talking to each other all the way since game two of the series, Frank. It defies logic. I don't care if you rescind the suspension or not. If you don't rescind it, then Alex Petrangelo needs to sit for two. What we have here, let's call a spade a spade. The NHL Department of Player Safety made a weenie decision to not attempt to influence the result of a series and said, you know what? Instead of putting a stake in the ground and actually acting as a deterrent and living up to the Department of, quote, Player Safety name, we're going to just sit them both out, take the top defensemen from both teams and have them sit out game five. What sense does that make? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the Department of Saving Our Own Ass. That's what it is, Frank. Highly disappointing. I don't know how you could look at this from any other neutral perspective and say 
that those two things are equal. And like I said, don't bring up the separate incidents thing because that, that's not right. Well, the other thing they'd bring up is the past. They sit there and they reference in the 28-second clip we've run twice in the show here, Alex Petrangelo played 934 NHL games, has never been suspended or fined. Well, guess who else wasn't suspended before? Mark Shifley with the Winnipeg Jets. The end of game one against Montreal two years ago in the North Division final. He absolutely destroyed Jake Evans with a hit that led to a bad concussion for Evans on the ice. Carted off the ice. Well... I mean, here's the thing about, there's one more thing in this, and we actually haven't even brought it up, and Frank, listeners are bringing it up. They're texting me, and they're like, Bob, how tough is Leon Dreisaitl? And I'm like, well, he's pretty tough. I can tell you that right now, because he played with a broken ankle, as you know. We wouldn't even know if he was actually hurt or not, but he's not from the Victor Arvidsson school, where he's rolling around the ice <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a soccer player trying to induce a call. Leon is but if not- he, here's the thing. If he was hurt, we'd be talking about a five-game-plus suspension. If he broke his wrist, we'd be having an entirely different conversation today. And I think that's BS. Why, I- why is it appropriate to act that way? It's a non-hockey play, as I said, late in a, in a game that's out of hand. And, and not to mention late in the game – also significantly later after he dispatched the puck toward the net on his backhand, trying to, to score an empty net goal. So so long past touching the puck that in, in any other normal circumstance, that would be added to make it even more egregious than it appears just at its own. Uh, the sex comes in, hey, Bob, I think you need to do more shows pissed off. It makes for better radio. And uh, this text says, well said, Frank. Department of Player Safety is completely lost. The time for change shouldn't be a player in charge. Should be a retired referee with an outstanding record. That one comes to us from Zach. But isn't that what Wacom's supposed to be? Is he not the... Well, I mean, don't even get me started on, on officiating. Um, because, <laughs> I, I, I look, that's an entirely separate department. But... If you listen to the NHL speak from the league office, they would tell you what we have the best officials in the world. You, it's the first step in any 12-step process is admitting you have a problem. And until the NHL actually acknowledges and gets with 2023 that they have a problem with their officiating and that, oh, breaking news, let, let, me, let me break some news for you, that the NHL officials get calls wrong like the NBA and the NFL acknowledge on a nightly basis, it, it, until that's acknowledged, we're, we're, we're spinning our wheels. We're getting excited about nothing. We have, another, we have another issue in this league, Frank. You know why you're, you're on the air uh, on a show called Oilers Now and I'm here in Vegas broadcasting the game? Because of the players, okay? Because of the players. Gary Bettman... Answers to the owners. The owners don't answer to Gary Bettman. And the players are the reason why we're all here. And sometimes I think there's people in the league office that think they're above the players. The very players who are the show. It app, which well, is what? Go for it. I was going to say there's other media members and other opinions that um, if we're going to, again, call a spade a spade, that won't come on here and say these things. And I'm not saying I'm better than or worse than. All I'm saying is the discourse, you have to understand where it's coming from. Yes. I, I've never been someone that toes the line for anyone. I call it exactly how I see it. 
I was at the draft lottery earlier this week in, in Secaucus, New Jersey, and told everyone, this is not rigged. And people are saying, well, you're carrying water for the league. You're, no, I'm telling you the truth. And sometimes that gets you in trouble. And after six years of the Department of Player Safety, I don't know what the next step is, but and I'm not calling for anyone's job. It just they need to shake it up. They need to do it a little bit differently. There's been a number of things that have popped up this season alone. Like you've got to make some changes to stay stagnant. What's that line? Safe as death. Like yes. you got to you got to do something a little different. It's time. All right. Which team does it affect more? Nurse being out for Edmonton or Petrangelo being out for Vegas? I think it's Petrangelo out for Vegas. Um, you know, I, I like the changes that the Oilers have made on D. I think this is the exact moment in time that you feel really good about having someone like Matthias Ekholm on your roster. Uh, that trade is this is one of those nights where it's going to pay dividends. Um, I don't think. In saying that, Vegas, their defense core gets enough credit for it's a good being. Decor. Their, yeah, their decor is is better than you know you might look at as a whole and say, you know, especially relative to salary cap, they found some really nice pieces that are inexpensive. But I think from a depth perspective, one to six are now essentially one to five. Um, I, do, I do think the Oilers have an advantage with Petrangelo being out. You can make the argument. I think it, it's not even an argument, really, that Alex Petrangelo is the Vegas Golden Knights MVP this season. And it's it's not even really close. He had his best uh, year in terms of point production. Um, obviously not up there with the Carlsons and the, the top, top point producers in the league. But what you don't miss with Petrangelo is the way that he plays and competes in his own end. And unfortunately for him, that competitive the fire and spirit is what got the best of them. Can the Florida Panthers, uh, I'm going to rephrase it, can the Toronto Maple Leafs come back and win this series against Florida? I, I don't see it. I mean, they have the pieces and horses to, to, to give it a run, but to play nine consecutive periods now, essentially flawless, it, it becomes 12. I, I know what they're saying about taking it one game at a time. I think if you're the Florida Panthers, you get really excited about the idea of getting an early lead in Toronto tonight and watching that building turn. Like, that's your motivation heading into the game if you're the Panthers, is let's get an early lead and let's flip it on these guys. Can, can Tampa – sorry, excuse me. Can Toronto be comfortable – that's the one thing that was really impressive about game four is they didn't feel like they needed to outscore anyone. They were conscientious in their own end. They didn't make mistakes and they were comfortable winning a two to one, one, nothing game that we haven't seen from that team in a long time. So um, can they do that again three more times? I don't think so, but I've also been around long enough to have covered one of those series that was a three, nothing deficit before. Uh, Boston, Philly, if I recall correctly. Frank Cervalli. 2010. Yeah, uh, you know what, Frank? Uh, i got to say this right now. Toronto's got 12 goals in their last six games. That hasn't happened to them since 2011. I'm here to tell you, they are due to break out. At some point, they're, I mean it, I could see them scoring five or six goals in a game, and it might be tonight. Never say never. Very quickly. But can they do it three games in a row? Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, New York Rangers, anything on the head coaching front there at all? 
No, I think they're just getting their ducks in a row, uh, just beginning to get the process moving. We talked about Chris Knobloch earlier in the week and, and his resume and how strong that is. Um, you know, I'd be real curious to see whether someone like Peter Laviolette gets an interview as well. His track record, his uh, record of getting teams to the Stanley Cup final and giving them a chance to win three times with three different organizations, um, it's unparalleled as an American-born coach. And... You know, he also happened to play his only NHL games for the New York Rangers. Not that that counts for anything, but I think he's one of those guys that you have to include on your list if you're looking for a quick, you know, a quick fix to get that team to where it wants to get to. Frank, you're getting lots of love on the uh, Ashley Fine Floors text line. Thank you for joining us. Probably going to hang up and then get lots of hate from other people. So that's just (laughs) how it works. Thanks a lot, Frank. Have a good one, Bob. You bet. Uh, Boomer says, uh, well, Boomer's, Boomer says, the refs owning their bad calls would be amazing for two reasons, in my opinion. It addresses the call. The ref says, I'm bad, I messed up. And when you have to be accountable, that's part two. You work harder to get it right the next time. Mitch in the Greater says, Bob, Frank is the man. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Ron says, Bob, you want to call a spade a spade? The league is worried two Canadian teams will be in the Stanley Cup final, so the League office is doing everything it can to penalize the Oilers because uh, uh, having two Canadian teams in the final and lost revenue. I don't, I don't buy that, but that's your opinion. Uh, this one comes in from Brian. He says, "I went back and looked at Steve Downey, uh, Steve Downey, Bertuzzi." Uh, and Marty McSorley, well, specifically the McSorley brochure incidents, and can't for the life of me understand how this isn't on a similar level. Granted, the dry saddle slash isn't targeted at the head, but it's clearly attempted to injure. Well, it wasn't targeted at the head. And then part of it, part of the issue is that uh, we end up in a situation uh, where, to our knowledge, there was no injury for Leon. And again, even if there was, we wouldn't know. Bob, Petro deserved to sit the rest of the series. Nurse, by letter of the law, had to get one game. But anybody who saw the fight would tell you it was between two willing uh, combatants. Player safety blew it again. And that's, uh, you know, again, this show's called Oilers now. You're going to get some support. Another texter says, 100% agree with Frank Cervalli. Great guest to have on your show. Um Bob, the only question I have is, did Dreisaitl do something to Petrangelo uh, early in the game, and did something happen to create the retaliation? Well, not that. All right. Uh, Not that. Here's what we're going to do. One more. (laughs) John, I can't read your text. I can't read. It's funny, but I can't read it. 126 in Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. When we come back, we'll hook up with Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network.